Sometimes it happens. A good team loses to a bad team, and that was the case last night. Wait, so you're telling me that in 162 games, a worse team is going to beat a better team? That's impossible. Let's talk about it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. And be sure to find us on the social medias, X and Instagram. And email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. The Tampa Bay Rays lose to the Los Angeles Angels by a score of eight to three last night. It was a case of pitching going awry and opportunities offensively squandered in going awry. Yeah. And sometimes like we said in the open, uh, cheeky, cheekily. Uh, yeah, it's going to happen. You're going to lose to worse teams. Are the angels any better because they won against the race? Should the Rays be losing games like it's baseball like you're going to you're not going to be perfect uh it's frustrating and and all that comes with it but sometimes you don't have it and the guys didn't have it but uh you know I, i think the the big thing with this game is savali not getting the results on the field before anybody jumps with peripherals i understand the FIP is looking nice. Is he striking more people out? Yes. Is he walking less people? Yes, since coming to Tampa Bay. But the results on the field, like I said on X yesterday, have been underwhelming, if not disappointing. Why? Why underwhelming? Because he's only had one start where he's gone six innings. He's only gone one start where he's been scoreless. That's why. And I understand that he's not here to be the ace, but he's here to be top three. Uh, And so, yeah, it's right now the results are not there for for Savale. It's frustrating. But in the long run, I think this, this is going to work out. But it's just right now the results are not there on the field. Forget about the peripherals or just put them to the side. But the results right now are not there right now. And that's unfortunate because you need him, you need Glass now, you need Eflin at the very least to be able to deliver down the stretch of the season and into the playoffs. I mean, we're getting pretty darn close to saying the division is a lost cause, but there is still something to play for uh, when you get to the playoffs for sure. And correct me if I'm wrong, I did not watch every single pitch, every single uh, minute of this game, but uh, the breaking balls were just hanging and the angels were capitalizing on it. Again, an angels team without trout, without uh, Otani with several rookies with several players. I've never heard of nobody in that lineup last night has an OPS above 800 or 800 or above Uh, the closest thing to, I guess uh, a competent ball player seemingly is uh or an experienced competent ball player is Brandon Drury, who I think sometimes gets the Isak Predis treatment of not getting enough love and attention for what he's able to do. But, uh, you know, 
the games are certainly played in person and not on paper. But on paper, this was a get right, get comfortable, get grooving game for the likes of Aaron Savali or anybody for that matter, for for a Taj Bradley, for um, for a Zach Littell. This is a lineup. This is a team at home that you should be able to, okay, we can pencil you in for five and two thirds, six and a third and three earned runs or fewer and a handful of strikeouts. And just to put a, a couple of of Savali fans to rest here, has he been getting batted? Yes. Yes, he has. But also... That, yeah, let me add this too. I'm sorry. I, I don't yeah, mean to interrupt good. you. But there were cases... I'm glad you brought that up because Harold Ramirez in right field didn't help him out. Curtis Mead at third base didn't help him out. And that's a case of where we see and notice the importance of defensive play where a guy is just getting opportunities in the big leagues and there's question marks about his defense or a guy who is primarily almost exclusively a DH and you throw him out there in right field, you're not getting the reps and you don't have the skill set to begin with. It's going to be a rough evening, rough night, rough day for you where you, you don't know how the ball comes off the bat for a particular pitcher and you're going for example, Harold Ramirez, you yeah. have a ball that you're supposed to be coming in on and you're going back on it and then coming back in um, and not understanding the gyration and how the ball maneuvers off a particular pitch from Aaron Savali, it leads to problems. Although I will say, I know that um, BA pointed this out about Harold Ramirez going back before coming in. That is, I think, traditionally what you are taught is you want to first go back on a ball and then come in. But that was a play that I think several several other right fielders that have played for the Rays this year would have been uh, would have been able to make that play. And the interesting thing would be go back to every lineup that Cash has done when Savale is pitching, has there been a Herald in right field? Uh basically has he had the best defense behind him mm-hmm. uh, when he's pitching? That's something to look out for. Uh Matt Germain says uh that the level of contact hasn't been ideal. But to be fair, Kevin Cash has put the worst possible defense behind him when he pitches. Example last night when the first two runs Angels put up, which never should have happened. So that is so again, the results have not been there, but you also have to look at other factors. You know, Babip, the defense behind him. But when he gets hit, he's he's getting hit hard. And I I'm not concerned. I still think he's the number three. But at what point I, I you know, there's only 10 games left. So this guy's only going to get two more outings if if that. Right. Um, no matter what he uh, does in those last two outings, is 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 he still Kevin Wise's third? And he's is he still Kevin Cash's number three? Uh, I will answer that. And we will answer that. But first, Ulysses, we have to tell the audience about something extremely important. Gosh, how do you always know when we have to tell something very important? It's amazing. It's yeah. it's incredible. And you know what? You know what else is incredible? It's game time. Because game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Here is a true story. I've gotten some credit from game time because you can do that as well by using code locked on MLB for $20 off. We are going to the Saturday game at the Trop, and we can all hang out and talk ball on Saturday when we go to the Trop. But when I use game time and I got my tickets there, guess what? 
the prices were reduced to a high school game. It was amazing. So guess what? You can do that today because Game Time is the place where you want to get your tickets. You download the app, you create an account. It takes 30 seconds, and then you use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. You can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. So download Game Time today. Terms apply. Redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I think um, still as of today, Aaron Savali would be my number three. I would just say that going forward, it would be helpful for Kevin Cash and company to ensure that, if possible, the best possible defense is on the field for him to help his cause. And I'll say this. I know we kind of hammered on – Hilder Mirrors a little bit, but um, it, it it's a tough, tough situation. Like we mentioned a, a week or two ago about, you know, who would you rather have in the lineup at El Brujan or Harold Ramirez, you know, based yeah, on what this. they all bring to the table, you know, in one sense, it's like, I don't want to see Harold Ramirez in the field. And in the other sense, if that's what it takes to get as bad in the lineup against lefties in particular, I think I saw a stat where he leads the American League in batting average against lefties. He matches. That's a that's a tough gambling act, or, or that's a tough tough question of being uh, caught between a rock and a hard place. But yes, as of right now, I still go with um, Glassnow, Eflin, Savali, or if you want to get cutesy, Eflin, Glassnow, then Savali. How about my, my my act of leaving Eflin for game three for the Trop and then putting... Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm cool with that, too. I, yeah. I was just kind of putting together the, the hierarchy there. I will be very curious to see how that all plays out because I think Zach Eflin certainly does have that stopper quality of, hey, uh, you win game one with Glass now, you maybe lose game two with Savali, and then game three, come back and take that lead in the series with that you know, one and then roll back around hopefully with glass now or, or some combination thereof. You, you, you want to hope for the best, but <laughs> I don't know why, you know, maybe negativity or something. I'm, I'm getting flashbacks of Savale's uh, 2022 game five ALDS start against the Yankees where it was over by the first inning. Uh, he yeah, just got shellacked at Yankee Stadium. So hopefully it's not nothing like that. Yeah. that that's um, kind of how it was in this game against the Angels where they yeah. take a 6 nothing lead. In fact, I know we have mentioned our definition of clunker is losing to a team by eight runs or more. Mm-hmm. Isn't that our definition? Yes. Our qualifications? Yes. I may go a step further, add an appendix to it, and say if you lose – to a last place team by five runs or more in the heat of a playoff chase, a division chase at home where several of their superstars are not on the field, then we could almost qualify that or add that as a clunker as well. This I I I don't disagree, but this also sounds like the the you know stats that they put sometimes on broadcast like uh Vidal Bruhan is the first 24-year-old from the Dominican Republic who has batted only on Wednesdays uh, through 7th and 9th in the order to get a hit and a stolen base in the same game. Yeah. You're like, what it's like you're, you're really stretching to make something out of 
something that's not really there in the first place. This is not a stat. This is not a club you're creating. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to kind of no. emphasize that it was not a good game yeah, for no. the Rays or it, any Rays fan. And um, I don't disagree. Man, and I think I mean, a lot of people about, don't disagree. Yes. Yeah. And we talked about Aaron Savali, but it takes two to tango because the offense had their opportunities and they were wasted. I think yeah. two for 16 with runners in scoring position. That might be the worst I've seen this season from the race. 11 left on base. Um, you had, there were situations or one situation where you had multiple runners on with no outs yep. and you don't do anything with it. And again, I've, I think Reed Detmers is a, a solid pitcher. I would like to have him on the raise um, just for, for depth purposes as a number four, number five, if you need to trade a prospect or two to acquire a guy like that. But man, you can't get anything, anything going against the angels unless your name is, you know, Isak Paredes chipping in, Manny Margot chipping in and Yandy Diaz chipping in, which I'll say this, Manny Margot was the clubhouse leader in hits for that game with three. And he had a three hit game over the weekend, I believe against the Orioles. So maybe we're starting to see a a little bit of a surge from a veteran player that is getting paid a lot of money by the race, $10 million uh, per season, in fact. And um, what's good, I don't know about this game in particular, but over the weekend, he had a base hit on, Every pitch type, more or less, a fastball, a breaking ball in an off speed. So that's good to see and, and spraying the ball around the field. Yeah. And, and you need Margot to get going because you want that um, that dynamic duo of Siri and, and Margot in the playoffs to to be as efficient as possible. I was looking at the lineup from yesterday. First of all, you're not going to see this lineup in, in the playoffs. At least you shouldn't. Unless um, there's a lot of injuries and a lot of. A lot has to go very wrong, very fast for that lineup to be deployed. Yes, 100%. But I will say this. My goodness, having Walls and Bethancourt back-to-back, it's like going It's like going to a hardware store when you're a kid. It's the worst. It's the it's you just there's nothing to play with. You or hate it, or going to a home goods as an adult with your fiance. <laughs> yeah, that that. Can also... anybody agree with me in the comments there? Yeah, going please. to a home goods, oh. and I will even add maybe not as tooth pulling, but a Marshalls, a TJ Maxx, just to look around, just just, just to, to have a gander. Let's just see. Let's yeah. just see what's up. Maybe yeah. they have something we can pick up. Yeah. Maybe I'll like this cup holder on but, sale. But you know what? It doesn't go. It doesn't go. No. I don't no. think we should. Uh, hey, it's, no. uh, it's, it's, we're getting into the fall days. Pumpkin yeah. spice lattes, Ugg boots. PSL everywhere. But you know what? It's yeah. not a PSL. Walls and Bethancourt back to back. That is a rough experience to watch. So, but again, who are you going to deploy in, at shortstop in the playoffs? It's, it's you know, a look, Taylor Wall, tremendous glove, but it's going to be back-breaking to see Taylor Walls take at-bats in the playoffs, and he's going to, and he's going to, unless you do something funky, which they're not 
going to do. But if you wanted to get funky, you put Isak Paredes at short, you get Curtis Mead at third, and then you can do that. But they're not going to because the Rays believe in Walls' glove. Yeah, it's. I think you have to have just about the strongest possible lineup to include or to be able to have the ability to include uh, Taylor Walls in the lineup. And maybe that's a case of you got to take your punches with Harold Ramirez in the field. I mean, I'd prefer him at DH or whatever, but um, yeah, yeah, because I just don't know in the play. I, I kind of want to roll with Taylor Walls at short and try to give him as, as few at bats as possible. Just take pitches, lay down a bunt, uh, lean into one, do whatever, be as as scrappy as you are in the field. And in your demeanor, take that approach to the plate. Can you be as scrappy as you can when you go to the plate four times and strike out three times? It's difficult. Again, he did get a walk. He did get a walk. He's a tremendous runner. He is a tremendous glove. But my goodness, that 204 batting average with a 655 OPS, it makes you want to tear out your nose hairs by hand. Start crowding the plate like Joey Wendell and Isak Paredes. That's all go. I can say. We're yeah. an elbow guard. Um, we have more to discuss, but first we have to tell you this. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is literally no better time to get in on the action. The app is incredibly easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, they are an official partner of the NFL. All right, Ulysses, um, I know we will dive deeper into this with our buddy Evan Klosky on Friday's episode. Yes, you are on mute, sir. Damn it, I hate when that happens. It always um, gets you. Yeah, is one more thing about the game. Isak Predis at first base, he had a terrific, terrific catch in foul ground territory. It, he made it look easy. It was over his shoulder. He basically stuck out his glove like it was nothing. Uh, even the players were like, dang, B.A. was impressed. Dwayne was like, I just wanted to put that out there that Isak Paredes does not get enough love from this from his, his own fandom, not only at the plate. He's been getting more of that lately. Yes. But also with the glove. I mean, the guy is just solid. And I think people forget that it's really difficult to be solid at one position. He's solid at third. He's solid at second. And he is solid at first base. We've already seen him at shortstop. And we don't remember any errors, do we? Yes, two and a half games. But just wanted to put it out there. He is a very solid glove. And, and that is not something to scoff at. No, I agree. And that is a very difficult play uh, a near impossible play as well especially if you're not familiar to taking those reps at that position as frequently as other positions um as i mentioned we will be getting more into the nitty-gritty with evan klosky on the whole 
stadium update and stadium news. Uh, of course, the team, the franchise, their development partner, and city and county officials and other dignitaries were at the trop to make uh, an announcement, have the formality of a press conference in a Q&A announcing this new uh, uh, crazy, not crazy, but um, you know, big, big development of a $1.3 billion stadium and lots of residences, lots of offices, lots of retail, lots of hotels, lots of opportunity. Basically, they're creating a new downtown in St. Petersburg, uh, more or less. But Ulysses, I assume, I didn't ask you this yet, but I assume you kind of tuned in or, or listened or watched some of the, the press conference that was. Yeah, yeah, I did. And especially, I, I just I want to first say it's insane that this whole project, like not only the stadium, but the whole project, the what you're talking about, is going to be finished in 20 years. 2043. Yeah. That's like the end. Like, this is insane. And like, I know you said crazy. It's not crazy. It's insane. Let's go a, a yeah. step further than crazy. Uh, I've, I mean, I, I remember, you know, when, when I got to the U.S. in 03, New Tampa, when you go from New Tampa to Wesley Chapel, it was just like cows and it was one way roads. Yeah. Now Wesley Chapel is like its own little thing. It has like a little downtown and there's stuff everywhere. There's a hospital. Oh, it's the it's now like the fastest growing community, not only in the state of Florida, but maybe in the country. Like, yeah, yeah 10, 15 years ago, cow pastures. Cows. Yeah. And now it, was, it yeah. is as developed to the gills as, as could be. A lot of cool stuff to do, but totally totally changing the game from what it used to be what the land used to be and so, you have enough money uh and you have enough partnerships and you have enough powerful people you can get things like that built and completed in a relatively short amount of time yeah so that's been 20 years since 03 till 2023 and you're like wow you see the the stark difference now we're talking about a downtown so it's going to be even more impressive from going to 2023 to 2043 and see how it all is the renderings are incredible i did think that the presentation uh which i think might not fall into the press conference and i know i understand that this is exactly what it is for but it just seemed first of all a little bit beige and mm. and a lot of like Thank you so much. No, thank you. No, yeah. thank you. It was uh, a lot of, uh, yeah, there was a lot of that. I, I don't, I, there's so many ways I want to say it, but none that would be podcast approved. Yeah. Very quid pro quo. Um, yes. I think that's the best way we can yeah. say it. Very quid pro quo. Yes. Yeah. No. So, I mean, it's, what's crazy is, and I know we've complained or not, well, maybe we have complained, but we've brought issue with the fact that you're going to build a new structure in the same exact place where you've said that you can't draw people. But based on the sheer amount of all that is coming to that area and hopefully making it a battery-esque in Atlanta destination, they might not have as much of a issue with attendance as we maybe think between all the, the the sheer amount of like i said hotels and multifamily residences that are 
coming into play. Um, it, it could be something really, really, really special. And I just hope, um, little inside baseball, that St. Petersburg, the city of St. Petersburg, is prepared for the amount of growth that is coming to that relatively small section of town. So, and I'm sure they have, you know, different um, mechanics in place, but you better make sure you have enough. Uh, fire rescue service and public safety and police yeah. and utilities. Like uh, you're, you're going to see a, a lot of people flocking to town and a lot of action and business and movement coming to town and you better be prepared for it in some way, shape or form. I don't want to be Kevin Weiss and I don't want to be locked on parking here, but parking yes. is going to be a nightmare. Uh, I mean, why you just like- spend the night at the hotel? And you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not even saying like when everything is done, like while oh. construction is, is, oh, is yeah. being like 20, 2025, because they said shovels are going to go down this time next year, 2024, right? So the 2025 season and 2026 and 2027 season, boy, parking is going to just be the worst. I may not go to a game for the next three years, quite frankly. <laughs> I may not go to a game in person until the new stadium opens, yeah. which please, I'm begging. I, I know that uh, you've got, it looks really cool. Yes. Got, yeah. uh, it's going to have 30,000 seats. It's going to be enclosed. There's the ability to open up windows when the oh, weather yeah. allows, but I want comfortable seats and I want more leg room. That is That's what, what they having. said. That's what they said. They, they, we got more. Uh, Stu Sternberg said that actually. So I'm 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 hopeful. And he said that with BA and and, and Dwayne. He said we're gonna have more comfortable seats. Uh, and I was like, like that. And yes. they're all going to be uh, facing uh, home plate. Huh? What a novel idea. Yes. What a novel idea. We don't want to see center field and then like twist their necks on on, on the bullpen side, like on section mm-hmm. like 130, 132, 134. Uh, yeah, I don't want to just like crick my neck for the whole nine innings. So fantastic. And they have like more sections for people to stand up, which is which is terrific because that's exactly what we'll be trying to do on Saturday. Yes. When we go to the game, we're going to hopefully meet up, I don't know, maybe fifth, sixth inning and 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 have some uh what did what did you call it? The adult beverages? Oh, um, daddy sodas. Yeah. Daddy sodas. I will have a couple daddy sodas. We can talk ball, meet with us on Saturday at the trop. Let's do it. Yeah, we will be at the trop and I'm going to go ahead and do it. If anybody has a spare ticket that they want to provide to me, I will sit with you before we meet up somewhere. Maybe, I don't know if we're going to do the Budweiser porch or pick another location, uh, but if anybody has a loan spare ticket and they want to invite me to the game, lockedonrays at gmail.com. If not, I will be uh, purchasing my own ticket through game time, like Ulysses uh, smartly and astutely did to get a wonderful, wonderful seat at a wonderful, wonderful cost. Yes, indeed, it, it, it was both of those things. Great location. Uh, but you can do that, guys. You can do that by game time. So we will see you on Saturday. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, around, you know, fifth, sixth inning, we go to the Budweiser porch. We talk some ball with folks. Um, Daddy Soda's in hand. And, you know, if 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 you are the, the type of person that wants to stump us, hey, bring a name that war. 
We'll play yeah. with you. Bring a uh, trivia question. Bring a trivia question. We would love to do that live. Like that would be really cool. Would so. be really cool too. And this isn't required by any means, but if you do want to be involved in the meetup hangout sesh, uh, maybe reach out to us, shoot us an email, lockdownraise at gmail.com or send us a message on social media or comment on YouTube, wherever it may be saying, Hey, I plan to be there. Um, so I, and maybe we can get the logistics together. I guess we'll have to, we'll have to figure out by Friday where exactly and what inning we're going to meet and in which location. Uh, I guess we could put it out on social media as well, but okay. Let's let's like right now, top of the six, top of the six Budweiser porch towards the Ray tank or to uh, the opposite side, the opposite side. The opposite side of the ray tank of the Budweiser part. So towards left field people. Okay. Yeah. Sound good. All Sound right. Good. Yep. We'll uh we'll remind the folks on Friday of that as well. In the meantime, thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out all the other locked on podcasts that are out there. Hope you <laughs> you have that ball coming through. Oh God. I need a here. I'm gonna do it with uh my limited edition. Uh, David Price. Uh, oh, oh, there it is. Look at that. Oh, God, I can't get the angle right. I know. Okay, there we go. Have a good day, everybody. We'll talk to you on Friday.